Hey, everybody, this is Dave. Uh, before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to preface it by saying that we recorded before we'd heard about uh, the death of Denny Lane. And so uh, we were not aware of it during this recording. Uh, we also wanted to let you know that we will be recording a Beatles Friends episode in our series focusing on Denny Lane sometime in 2024. So you get to look forward to uh, hearing about Denny's contributions with Wings. So with all that said, uh, we hope you enjoy going back to 1972 and hearing all about Wings' first university tours and first tours in general. So thanks for listening. Enjoy. So we we went on the road. Boy, did we go on the road. Tell us about it. I mean, well, because the thing is, you know, normally you go on the road, at least you book hotels. <laughs> you know, anyone books hotels. But we decided to really just busk the whole thing. So we had a tranny, and we just headed off up the motorway. We had the kids, a couple of dogs, a whole group, all our instruments. Oh, there was there was a, a U-Haul following behind with the with The, <laughs> the roadies. The roadies. And we literally turned up at universities and stuff. We turned up at Nottingham University was the first one. And we said, uh, in fact, we didn't. I didn't say anything. I stayed in the van. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. Uh, one of the lads, one of the, the Ian Horn actually went in and said, uh, well, we all got Paul McCartney out in the van. I mean, do you want him on the lunchtime tomorrow? And the students, you know, get out of here. <laughs> really? And they come out in the van to sort of check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love him. So we played uh, that next lunch hour. 50p on the door. Reasonable. It was quite funny because we didn't know that many numbers. We were a very uh, new band. And I think we had something like 11 numbers. Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And today we're going to do one of our episodes in our series, Classic Beatles Gigs. And yeah. this is going back all the way to 1972 with Paul McCartney and his new band, Wings, on their right. university tour. And Chris, I want to start out with a great quote. I've got a couple of good quotes to talk about this, this yep. set of gigs here. But Paul says... It was our version of the Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, wow. So we know wow. what happened on that, uh, which was a lot of a lot of mayhem, a lot of just getting on a bus and seeing what happens and and going and playing places. Yeah. So that's what they did. Part of the idea of doing this episode came from we both been reading the wonderful fantastic book the mccartney legacy volume one 1969 to 1973 from alan kozanin and adrian sinclair i yeah. finally finished it too you're ahead of me yeah. <laughs> and we uh chapter there's a chapter called ricky and the red streaks which uh it sort of details this tour as chapter 15 so and there's pictures some cool pictures of paul wearing his heart-shaped shirt but i wanted to read you a little thing about right before the first gig a swarm of butterflies had gathered in Ling linda's stomach before the gig it was blind terror paul <laughs> said all the sort of nerves she'd been suppressing all just finally came out and she was just terrified totally terrified sort of a, a weird you know it's like this band they've recorded now an album together 
they've been playing for a little while together, but this is the first time they're actually going on the road with very little, what seems to be very little rehearsal. Oh uh, yes, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into the the musical uh, yeah. attributes a little bit later. Yeah, uh, but that's exactly right. It was kind of a you know that Paul is only a couple of years out of the Beatles, and yeah. he talks in a lot of later interviews in a way probably glorifying the you know, look through rose colored glasses. Oh, we're just a, I wanted to get a little band together like we were in the old days, just driving from club to club and, yeah. and, you know, give us 50 pence or 50 cents. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just play your lunchtime gig. And, uh, we've got the kids in the back and the dog and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So it, it was kind of like that actually. And, yeah. uh, they just a little bit of the mechanics here. They played 11 concerts, and mm-hmm. went basically up and up and down the country here started and we're, uh, we're going to be talking about the nottingham and hull shows yeah they also played york newcastle yeah. upon tyne lancaster leeds sheffield manchester birmingham swansea and oxford yeah. february of 72 and they go into detail in the book about uh, some of them being real ragged and terrible and the other ones uh, the 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 whole gig seemed to get a good response from the crowd yeah and so much so that they <laughs> which you, you can't even imagine paul like replaying songs no but, not, never but they were like <laughs> uh, uh you know they played give ireland back to the irish kind of early in the gig so like oh let's play that one again as it's part of the yeah. record partially because they didn't have any other material they didn't like like barely <laughs> had had some songs to play for these guys they had recorded wings wildlife by then uh let's talk before we yeah. get here's what the band was so we've so the the group was made up of paul and linda of course and then denny lane henry mccullough and denny sywell yeah and as you said by this point they had released uh actually just released wildlife which was december 7th of 71 and then everything else what's what's fascinating to me is everything else was either right at the same time or right afterwards and or even a year away in some cases so you know on this gig they're they're playing my love which wouldn't be released until yeah May, the, uh, march yeah these 73. people are hearing my love for the they're, they're the first people to hear it yeah exactly exactly yeah, so that's kind of amazing yeah uh you had uh, red rose speedway wouldn't come out until april of 73 so yeah. you're getting a, a sneak preview of a lot of tunes here the most recent still hadn't come out yet was give ireland back to the irish which you mentioned yeah. seemed to be a favorite of theirs that hadn't here. been released yet or no was it? it was or just february been... 25th so wow. they still hadn't released it yet by the time they're playing these gigs so it was really maybe that's part of the raggedness is that some of these songs were either so new or they'd never played them before yeah. in public uh, yeah you play it different when you play in a studio than actually performing in front of people so yeah but but it was it's fascinating so these two gigs the nottingham was the first one and that was february 9th of 72 and then hull was two days later in between that there was a york gig which we don't have any there's no known audio of that no uh, currently but these two were somehow recorded yeah i'm not sure by who but they've both been on this 
long-standing bootleg called Wings First Flight. Yes. Do you like the title of that bootleg? I, I do. I do too, actually. It's pretty, because, you know, flight first flight's got a couple meanings there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. Uh, it's actually, yeah, you got first flying wings. You got the, yeah. I'll have to explain it here because I'm, I'm, everyone's so dumb. No, I won't say. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, but hey, we need a, maybe need a, a round, a first flight of uh, drinks to get through some of these cuts too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we should say the, the audio quality is less than desirable. Yeah. So when we're listening to this, we're ta- we're taking that into like yeah. account. There, there is some, there is some raggedness to the and, and poorness to the audio quality. Yeah. Uh, so it makes them sound rough. But that said, <laughs> I still think they're playing very rough. Very and, rough. And and I do understand Paul's idea here. Which is let's let's we gotta learn by playing in front of people, but I don't want to I don't want us to go hit the Wembley Stadium with this no. crew because we are not ready for it. So how do we do it? Well, let's let's go to some colleges and play for some kids, and just like who will just be like, oh, something's happening. Oh yeah. look, some people. Oh, it's Paul McCartney. Oh wow, and and not care that much that what they're getting is rough <laughs> well especially because like you said earlier they were calling themselves ricky and the red stripes so you didn't want to say yeah. oh paul mccartney's here paul mccartney's here yeah and uh, be flooded with yeah press and crazy yeah. so here's a quote from paul from 2003 and he says this was with wings on the students tour doing those crazy crappy little gigs was harry nottingham lancaster any of those gigs those were mad we only had like 11 numbers and we had to repeat Lucille to pad out the show by saying we've, we've had a request from Willie from the language course. He wants to hear Lucille again. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, we just made it up 50 pence on the door, no hotels booked, no gigs booked, nothing booked. Even the lowliest groups throughout history has had a, well, even the lowliest group throughout history has had a hotel book for them, but we were just mad. So yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy little tour, and uh, uh, yeah, and that these gigs aren't very long. No, well, that's right because they had to keep playing Lucille yeah. and give Ireland back to the Irish, and uh, and now some of the songs on here we we didn't know probably until the Wings Wildlife box set came out. Like, yeah, uh, thank you, darling, was something that we 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 kind of liked it on the wings wildlife box set yeah but they played it in this be both of these gigs so yeah they played that one both of these gigs they play and some of these songs they'd never play again other than this tour some right. some they would so i think why don't we give the running order of the nottingham gig and of the whole gig yeah just read it down and then let's go back and just pick and choose some some tracks to talk because like i i don't i don't want to spend a lot of time talking about lucille or big no, blue no. moon of kentucky or anything like that but no. there's some there's some very interesting tracks to talk about so the first one so nottingham they start with lucille uh then there's uh, blue moon of kentucky give ireland back to the irish you've got to help me darling which is a henry mccullough tune tune is loose yeah, that, here what's weird is on the on the thing it says paul mccartney song 
Yeah, yeah. But it's Henry McCullough singing it. So we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Thank you, darling. Wildlife. Bip bop. That's right. Shuffle Blues by Henry McCullough. Also, The Mess, My Love, Lucille, and Long Tall Sally. Yeah, and then uh, for the the set list I have for Hull, which by the way the set list I had didn't have Lucille uh, for Nottingham. I, I don't. I, oh, I don't are you looking at the? There. I'm looking at setlist.com. Oh, I no, I'm going off the bootleg. Uh, yeah, so I don't list. know. I, I, I but uh, Lucille was the first track off of Hull. Yeah, the Hull. Then give Ireland back to the Irish. Then your wee tobacco box. <laughs> We'll okay. Talk, we'll talk a little bit about some of these silly things. Blue Moon of Kentucky, Seaside Woman, from Susie and the Red Stripes. Right, okay, Linda. Um, help me, darling. Some people never know. The mess. Bip bop. Thank you, darling. Smile away, my <laughs> love. The grand old Duke of York. Yeah. Uh, Henry's Blues, Wildlife. And then the encore, once again, a three-song encore, a three-song encore, but of "Give Ireland Back to the Irish," "The Mess," and "Lucille." Yeah, real weird. Real weird. So, a couple things about uh, like the looseness of the repeating songs. We talked about that, but there's also sort of a looseness of singing, like just impromptu singing your wee tobacco box or. Or the Grand Old Duke of York. It was right. just like obviously not planned. They just sort of singing some songs, you know. There's Probably. also just some like like some some of these freedoms, like shuffle blues and Henry blues, where it's like, oh, let's just give Henry a chance to yeah play some play some you know guitar and 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 we'll just create a little blues here for for that. Well, everybody who's ever played in a rock band knows the first rule of how to kill time is to play a blues. Somebody just calls out a key. Yeah. Oh, we're going to play blues in A. Okay. And then that's how you do it. And yeah. then in this case, they did that and called it shuffle blues because it's got a shuffle feel on the drums. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's just not, or Henry's blues, just, all right, key of G, let's do a blues, slow blues. So yeah. not really a song, it's to form. Yeah. The other thing that's obvious from listening to this is they're not just that they're ragged, but I, I think they're, they're and, and we'll think about this. It's 1972. So eh, there there are probably are monitors and things like that in existence, but I'm not sure they are playing with those. <laughs> no, because they can't they obviously can't hear the I mean, the mix of and part of it might just be the badness of the recordings, but the mix of like sometimes Linda's so loud and and just really sounds way too loud in her <laughs> vocals or in mm-hmm. her keyboards and, and out of and tune out of tune and there's tuning problems and there's just uh, the drums don't you know what I'm saying so I I just think like there's some some learning too of the okay maybe let's pot you down a little let's let's make sure Henry's loud enough you know that kind yeah. of thing. And we've talked on this podcast before about how Linda does make some great contributions to Wings later on, especially 
in Wings Over America, or your certain songs, you can't help but think of Linda on there because yeah. she contributes. But yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, yeah, at this early stage here, I mean, she's screaming in points yeah. and like just shrill, just way yeah. out, way off kind of thing. And I don't know if that was the pot they were smoking, or <laughs> I shouldn't do that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not it's not pro- great. And it's a performance thing too. I think of like 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 we were saying here in the from the quote from the book. She's nervous as hell because she's yeah. never ever been in front of anyone before doing doing this. So it's sort of like when you're in the studio and you can be like, oh, let's try that again, you know. True. And true. So because her on Wildlife is it's particularly the vocals of her on Wildlife and on Ram are great. Yeah, exactly. But. but to go out there and be like, okay, now I'm going to sing into this mic and do I get here? (laughs) You know, or do I sing from back here? You know, Uh, there's a little bit of that obviously. So yeah, clearly. I wanted to point out, pick, pick and choose a couple tracks here to talk about a little further about the, the, there's one here that's never been recorded was never a, a real song. And was only performed on this tour, and that's "You've Got to Help Me, Darling." This uh, blues with Henry on lead vocal. Uh, what do you think of this one? I can barely remember. Is it a, is it slow? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's sort of a. It's sort of a slow. Slow, yeah. It's very forgettable. Very, very forgettable. Yeah. yeah and Henry singing on it. Uh, it's unclear if he wrote it or if Paul wrote it. Yeah. Based on information we have. And then they would not follow up on that one. They're like, no, yeah, that's just a, that, that, yeah, let's not do that that one again. No, that was just a time filler or something (laughs) impromptu kind of tune. Um, Uh, One of the more, more lively ones though, that was played on both and twice on the one is give Ireland back to the Irish. So what, what's your take on that? Well, we, the first time we ever talked about that song, I think was on the singles, the McCartney singles set, because we we had a, an instrumental version that we were not too fond of. We didn't like the instrumental. Uh, yeah, remember, yeah. it flipped. Yeah, flutes. It was really irritating. Yeah. Uh, but the I think we talked about the song itself was actually kind of funky in a weird way. Yeah. And they play it with a lot of energy. It, to me, it's got a lot of with some of these duds like Bip Bop or Wildlife's real slow. My love ballad. You know, it's good to have kind of a upbeat song and they played it with a lot of vigor, which probably was because it had just been recorded and was going to be released as a single. Yeah, this this seems like we know this one. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> like some of the other ones that feels like eh, we're not sure what to do on this. And mm-hmm. there's we'll get into the mess, which I want to talk yeah. about a lot. This one, it seemed tight. It seemed like yeah. good. Yeah. Lively. So yep. it's like, obviously, when they were like, uh, what do we play again? Oh, that one's easy, you know, because very like and they're they are trying to promote the single, which is about to about to drop. Or I had thought that the single had already dropped, but maybe I was. As a little, yeah. I yeah, I don't have the dates like you have. Of it was recorded actually right around this time, but then was released yeah two twenty five seventy two. So yeah, so that one they were committed, I think, to playing that one pretty well, and the vocals sound good, and uh, it, it's it's pretty good. Uh, just a quick mention of something I noticed about Blue Moon of Kentucky. You know, that's a an old cover song, a bluegrass song. 
Yeah. That's it was a standout also on the unplugged. Oh yeah. Uh, that Paul would play many, many years later. So yeah. 20 years later. Uh, so he was quite fond of that song. And it's just interesting that that was one of the ones chosen for that unplugged version too. Yeah. Um, we talked about my love, everybody getting a first listen to that. Uh, it's decent. Yeah. And I kind of like, uh, there's, there's like, there's something on this version that's ne- never on any of the things like, Oh, my love, my love. Yeah. Yeah. With a little of that from Linda in the background. One of the times that Linda kind of shines in, <laughs> in this show. So it's everywhere with my love. My love. my love yeah so, yeah so it's kind of a n- nice little version of it you know and yeah. the henry solo obviously what until they did the recording it was just sort of all over the know, place all over the place so uh-huh. the, the few times here it's like obviously he's just making it up as he goes along yeah so yeah. uh not so sure about that one but it was nice that it's included here Thank you, darling, here. Only yeah. played a few times live. Uh, but, boy, this is one of those times the background vocals from Linda Ooh. was way off. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. It hurt. This is something kind of curious about this these set lists, too. I wonder if you thought the same thing, but it was strange that there's only one song from Ram, and it's Smile Away, which is probably the easiest one to play because it's bluesy. Yeah. But there's no other songs from Ram. That well, I think they were trying to be like, oh, that that's not really. I guess that's it's, Paul's it's sort of solo, like a, a cover version of Paul. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Whereas "Smile Away," it was kind of a you know, jam ta- jam song. Uh, when "Bip Bop" is sort, uh, "Bip Bop" and "Smile Away" are both like super duper duper simple songs. <laughs> so I think that those were choices on this tour, yeah, because they were easy to get through. True, and and uh. And you know, uh, Bip Bop's not a great song. We both dislike no. it, and I disliked <laughs> hearing it here as well. But Smile yeah. Away is a better song, you know, silly song still, but yeah, uh, it, it, a peppy song, and it had a good section for a little solo there, too. So I thought, uh, oh, yeah, having Smile Away on that second, I don't think it's something that played in the first one, but no, the second one was uh, pretty good. Uh, another big big one that they played and i think they did a good job with wildlife yeah uh, now wildlife's not your favorite song by any means uh but you mean the am- you don't like the aminals in the zoo aminals in the zoo <laughs> but linda's kind of holding her own on keys here yeah mostly in tune <laughs> <laughs> and i like there's like a ooh, 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 ooh sort of section yeah. that's not in the regular uh song i don't think no no uh that that was kind of interesting and, and and pretty good so uh wildlife yeah i yeah I, I like those well that's um, that's a good point so you they had just this group uh had also just played what wildlife was released in december so that was mm-hmm. only a couple months earlier so they they could commit to playing wildlife a little better and some people never know, which I actually, I, I, that's a sweet song and yeah. I do like that one. So yeah, I uh, love that was kind song. of cool to hear. Yeah. The, the, no, it's a little out of t- little tuny, turning herky jerky tuning problems. And yeah, um, yeah. there's like a little <laughs> skip 
in it like but a performance skip it's yeah. almost like the record skip but it, right the ending's kind of rough on that one but i i just to hear it because it was never played again live and i think it's a, like a quality good song yes that i like that exactly I think it's a very underrated song so it was nice to hear that yeah um, now they, chris i know you you were very excited about one particular song that you oh shuffle they, blues oh yeah uh, no shuffle. I, I did want to mention shuffle quickly. Shuffle blues. It sounds exactly like Su- Susie Parker without the. It does, doesn't it? Susie Parker with. So, but. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you were excited to talk about a song that they clearly love to play because it is featured twice at Hull and once at Nottingham, and it's very long. Oh my god. A mess. It is a mess too. Yeah. <laughs> it is just I mean if you've heard the mess from the tour that they end up doing later where the band's got it together. Yeah. And they 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 do that European tour, Wings Over Europe, which we yep. all we all own. No, <laughs> nobody can oh, own no, it because it can't. was sold out in 5 minutes and <laughs> uh so nobody has that on on track. You have to get that off of fall off a truck yeah <laughs> um it's a little tighter that version and i think it's edited that version yeah because this they play it it's at least six minutes long every time they play it yeah and Just rambling way too long <laughs> and there there's an additional <laughs> so in the the middle that section where it's like oh i want you yeah and i need you there's this linda call and response and i can't even make out what she's saying but it's like just like really awful yeah uh so really bad (laughs) so that part's terrible really sloppy parts on this trying to it's like they're trying to get into the section for henry solo and it's like it's like they don't even know how to do the song yet quite no this and, is uh, like the worst kind of ragged rough garage band sound yeah the keys sound loud the oh yeah. sweet darlings are out of tune and, yeah yeah it's just and it's like i said it's way too long they're repeating sections that that would eventually be trimmed off of the song so. we might even call it a hot mess <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and i i felt the same way about both i listened to both of them mm-hmm. all three of them on these recordings yeah. and they're not i mean the song is good this song they never quite got it right enough to have it on i mean it was intended to be on the longer version of red rose speedway on if you have red rose revisited on vinyl like yeah i eventually bought <laughs> <laughs> yep uh um it's on there but it's that live version from wings over europe yeah from um, the hague from the hague so yeah so they got it they eventually would get it pretty good live mm-hmm. but but do it recording i think in the book they say like their uh, attempts to record it they just couldn't yeah. kind of capture the live vibe of it you know yeah so. well and then one other track I guess we should mention is the Seaside Woman is in there too. Oh yeah. Have a, a Linda feature. And 
you know, there's a lot of funny quotes that about uh, this tour from Linda basically saying, yeah, uh, I was nervous. I didn't really know what I was doing. Paul went on and on about this, saying he was dying to get back to performing, but wanted me to join in. Can you imagine, he said, standing on the stage, the curtain going up, the audience all waiting. He made it sound so glamorous that I agreed to have a go. Uh, people muttered that I wasn't a proper musician, but then I, I'd be told I wasn't a, pro a proper photographer either from Paul. Huh. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's hard to, poor Linda. I know it's it, it's to just, evaluate this. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just fish out of water. Yeah. She just like, she, I, I, I want, I don't want to say forced into being a musician when she, wouldn't have been had her life just taken the normal course yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she would have some great contributions to wings yeah definitely vocally i think background vocal wise having a rock group with a female background vocalist who was part of the group uh it was almost like a new thing in some in some ways because what if you think of all the other rock bands of the 70s your zeppelins your you know yeah oh yeah like there's a lot a lot of lack of uh female in, mm -hmm. in there so uh, uh we love i i love linda i think she does a great job with backup vocals throughout wings she's part of the sound oh yeah you know so i, I don't want to just be bashing on on linda it's just really tough for her to go take the stage scared shitless yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know not very good at, at 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 um keyboards the other two not not it seemed like it seemed like denny lane was pretty cool with her but the other two guys oh yeah would have some issues with her even being in the band like yeah, well, we're of. professional musicians. What are, what is this? You know, right? Uh, so parts of the many reasons, as you read the book, of why the both both guys would leave the group around the same time, and right before they got really good, yeah, <laughs> get a yeah. huge success. So yeah, so it's interesting to hear this this uh, first flight, you know, because it right. does right. it does feel like. A, rough takeoff but it's like a it's like a first flight but the it's like raining so I know. a lot of turbulence <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but as, as you know looking back at history i think we can say this was an important watershed event for yeah. paul to to get out on the road again and kind yeah. of overcome those fears that that cozen and sinclair talk a lot about in the book how right after the beatles paul was feeling very down and yeah. doubting himself. And so this is a way to kind of start from the bottom and build him, build himself back up. Yeah. The, the one thing we didn't mention is in the first show, uh, the long time, long tall Sally is the encore and it feels like he's playing a Beatles. I mean, yeah, obviously the Beatles did long, long tall Sally. So it feels like he's playing a, Oh, finally a Beatles song. And you can hear the, crowd sort of come to life yeah they oh perk wow up. long talk sally yeah you know so it's sort of like the energy in the room going up so high uh i feel like 
maybe that's why he didn't play it the third time. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah, I don't want the crutch of mm. the long. I don't the Beatles stuff. Eventually, they'd get some Beatles in there. They get some, you know, Wings would get some. Got to get you into my life and some yeah, tracks like Blackbird and stuff like yeah, that into yeah. the repertoire. But a good good idea not to, you know. I think somebody even shouts, uh, uh, "Play, play, get back!" or something. Yeah, you do hear somebody <laughs> clamoring for a Beatle tune. So yeah, so. Yeah, a good well, idea not to play a Beatle tune when you're out there trying to learn, trying to get to be this is part of the process, too. It's like, yeah, we're we're talking, we're ragging on their rough and, and this, yeah. but really, it's just it's good that they did it and they got they got their wings under them <laughs> uh, so that they, yeah. you know, eventually would do that European tour, which by all accounts did, was better than this. Definitely. You know, definitely. Maybe there's some some ups and downs of that, too, in the book, but uh well, th- I just thought of this now, but what else happened the same year with John? Well, he played the New York live in New York City concerts with Elephant's Memory, the yeah. 72 in the summer. And there were some pretty ragged moments there, too. Mm. He did play Come Together, but he also yeah. stayed away from Beatle tunes. And yeah. he, it was pretty ragged. But I think the difference there was he was willing to play some of his hits and some of his solo stuff. And they were clearly a backing band where Paul and was trying to make wings be a, a unit without him necessarily. Yeah. Front. Not even, not even falling back on your, your, maybe I'm amazed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yet. Right. Eventually. Eventually. Okay. Let's get maybe, obviously the wings uh, over America once they tour America. Oh yeah. Of course. Then, then maybe I'm amazed as a staple of those shows. Yeah. So a good, good, a good glimpse into. I mean, it, it, I wonder with all the demixing. Oh yeah. If we're gonna, uh, I think no. I think under no circumstances uh-uh. does he want a wide release of these early <laughs> ragged, cruddy kind of no shows. Hey. Even if they could demix them and clean them up and put them through yeah. all kinds of technology to get them to sound good i think this would be this would not be the choice of what to <laughs> what no to way. go back and save because they are rough and and it doesn't doesn't make no, none of them sound all that great and my love is you know he's playing my love on the keyboards and is a little off on in yeah. some parts so you know yeah they had a ways to go yet so yeah. but it's fascinating like uh like early beatles you know we don't say that the star club or the Hamburg stuff is their you know, the best they would ever be. It's, but yeah. it's a glimpse of what's to come. And yeah, you can set, you can tell that uh, there's, there's some material there that will eventually be worked into better things. Yeah. So, so you read this book and it sounds like a, it's almost like a tragedy. The band that they had together was pretty good and it was getting really good. But the frustrations and some frustrations being because Paul was having money problems with Apple, he's not really paying these guys what they're worth for the work they're putting in. They're kind of giving up parts of their other career. They're thinking, I could be making more money doing studio work than this. Yeah. And they're not getting paid, so they get frustrated. So eventually it would all 
fall apart. But this is a nice little glimpse at the beginning of it, uh, of it taking off, of them getting pretty good eventually. And they had even rehearsed for what would become Band on the Run, uh, a pretty, pretty much a full look at the album. And then they, they, they quit. Yeah. And, it, exactly. and it's just, it's just uh, Denny Lane and, and, and the two of them. Mm-hmm. When you get to Band on the Run, that's all it is. So it is kind of a tragedy in yeah. some, some way. Cause if, if they had gotten, it felt at least felt like treasured and 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 like they got to contribute a little more is it possible band on the runs even better yeah yeah With these guys playing on it really good because they're both good musicians i think they both yeah you know, they both clearly show in in place of my love <laughs> eventually yeah they would that, that that they're really pretty good musicians you know yeah definitely and denny had been a, a session musician and played played a lot and yeah henry mccullough played with joe cocker and played you know done a lot of good stuff but uh just didn't maybe this wasn't the right time for this group to gel and you know there's other there's other issues at play too with the liquor getting involved well yeah there's some substances are not helpful uh, yeah yeah, so but uh yeah but yeah it's a a little bit of a, a a sad story of those two guys at least but man this book's so good i know y'all y'all should read it um and you get a real good glimpse of these shows too in in the and the and the ragtagginess (laughs) just showing up and not having a place to stay and right you know can we play there i think i forget where but they show up and they're like can we play and it's like no we've got this other thing going (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah no thanks paul mccartney yeah no thanks we don't want you i know thanks for uh, listening to our look through a classic beatles gig with first flight i'll uh i believe a lot of this is on youtube so i'll post some links that if anyone wants to go check out some of these tunes uh as i say it's it, in doses you'll it's it's kind of a rough oral experience but yeah but, but the, it's the only place you're gonna get uh like some people never know and some of these away and some of these tunes so So, for that it's pretty cool to have it yeah so all right 